This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taff, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Today's an open topic day. We'll discuss some issues in the news, student loan forgiveness, holiday shopping, whatever you'd like to bring up. So contact us with your questions concerning retirement, the stock market, or what your money plans are for the coming year, or the decade. Contact us by email. Our address, it's money at mpbonline.org. Before we get into the show, I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who made a contribution to MPB last week during our drive time. You listened to MPB and you stepped up and made a contribution that will allow us to continue to bring you local and national programs that enrich your life. So we appreciate that. Everyone who made a contribution last week and also a big thanks to our sustaining members who give monthly. So, um, Nancy, Ryder, it's an open topic day. Uh, Nancy, let's start with you. What would you like to discuss first? What's on your mind this morning? Well, I just got back from a trip and uh, met my daughter and her family in Vermont to see all of the colors in the fall. We don't get as much of that in Mississippi, so it was beautiful. But you know what? The planes were full. The airports were crowded. We are a country on the move. And um, I had to get uh, a car to get me back to the airport, and that led to a conversation with the driver who was just really like, oh, the price of gas is going back up again. And wasn't it great when it was at $2 a gallon? You know, um, the price of oil doesn't always move in tandem with the economy, but often it does. You know, I remember back in the throes of the great financial crisis, oil actually spiked to about $150 a barrel. But Mm -hmm. typically, it just tracks our demand. And so when it was $2 a gallon, that's when we were all, you know, locked in at home and nobody was going anywhere. And I had to remind the driver that maybe he didn't make as much. He didn't have as many riders to the airport. Um, So now we're starting to see that price go back up again. And now we're seeing that's coming not only because of demand, but because OPEC has announced that they're going to then cut their supply so that's the other side of the equation. But still, you know, it's just to be expected. But it's something we talk about all the time because it's what we all see. It's right in front of us as we gas up our cars every week. So did I miss something? Aren't they calling it OPEC Plus now? Did they in, in add some members or something? Or? It's, it's now a streaming subscription. <laughs> and for only for only eight ninety nine a month, you can fill up your own <laughs> tank at market rates as well. OPEC Plus streaming now. Get it on all of your devices and wherever you find your podcasts. So that's a yes, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah. Are there new members? I mean, I, I don't really follow that that closely, but uh, maybe. I, I don't either. Okay. OPEC 2.0, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we're, we're still dealing with the issue of a war in Ukraine that's affecting mm-hmm. uh, oil production and mm-hmm. shipping, all of those things. Um, so we're just going to live with a little bit higher prices at the pump for a while. Yeah. And it, just to follow on to that, it, it was 
we we were talking about this kind of in the spring when gas prices were rising so much, and we're talking about going into the summer travel season. Of course, people aren't booking their flights the day of, so they're seeing these fuel prices, these gas prices, air <laughs> jet fuel prices rise <laughs> as they're waiting to get on the plane. Um, but one of the things that was interesting, obviously, the prices fell over the summer, so that's that was good. And now they are doing more to kind of bring other more supply on, to, on the line in terms of uh, maybe easing restrictions with countries like Venezuela and Iran, who pump mm, a yeah. lot of oil, but have typically been hard to access for Americans because of either sanctions or uh, them not allowing American companies to operate there. And even talking about allowing some American companies just in a very careful way to resume some projects that they had with Russian companies around the world. So uh, there are ways to bring a little more supply online. I, I don't know if that is going to be a significant amount or not, but there's a lot of oil out there. And it is, as Nancy mentioned, just the, the logistics of getting it out. We have a war going. There's this, that, or the other. The logistics of getting it out sometimes is what makes it difficult and expensive. You know, and back to the jet fuel, um, we were talking as we were traveling. My goodness, um, it, it wasn't that long ago. It was rare to get on a plane. It was something you did mm. um, rarely. And, of course, when you did, you dressed up to go on a flight. That was a big deal. And, and bought some new cigars and... Yeah, all those things. But now it just seems like it, everybody flies and they fly in their pajamas. <laughs> and um, They bring know, their it, dogs. They do. In fact, there was a dog on the plane uh -huh. when we were going. And he was delightful and everybody on the plane wanted him to sit by them. Um, so Not it, me. it's become Oof. very commonplace. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia reveals that OPEC itself was founded in 1960 and that OPEC Plus was founded in 2016 uh, to have more control of global crude oil markets. Also, OPEC has a flag that I was not aware of. So that's our fun fact for today. Do they have like a like an like an OPEC store? Can you get like T-shirts and stuff? Well, it is a nice looking a, flag. A so you know, <laughs> special special handshake and a big gold ring <laughs> and a barrel. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. If you have a question for our experts, send an email to money at mpbonline.org. It's an open topic show today. We'll let writers share what's on his mind. We'll be discussing student loans, holiday shopping, whatever you'd like to discuss about on the show. So writer student loan forgiveness still in the news. The Biden administration has scaled back who can have loans forgiven. So give us some details. Yes. Yeah, so <clears throat> this was the bit of news that came out at the end of last month. Uh, just to back up a little further, of course, the Biden administration announced that student loan borrowers were eligible for ten or twenty thousand dollars of forgiveness, kind of depending on the circumstances of their loans and their balances, of course. And one of the issues that came up at the end of last month was that they scaled it back slightly and said people who had the Federal Family Education Loan or Perkins loans, those are two different loan programs. Again, keep in mind there are a lot of different loan programs out there, even within the federal loan system. 
Those two loans, which are two of the smallest loan programs they have, those are typically held by private companies instead of being held by the Department of Education. And so those are not eligible for forgiveness unless you had already begun the process of consolidating that into a federal loan. And so this was maybe a little surprising in some ways because they just said blanket $10,000 is going to be forgiven. They hadn't listed out any exceptions. But it is important to note that all of the previous – all of the previous forgiveness programs had required you to have a consolidation loan. A consolidation loan is essentially just a federal program to move those loans from the private lender back to the federal government uh, to put it into a new loan, a new account with new terms on it, which did allow for forgiveness because those those loans didn't allow for forgiveness in them. And so the consolidation loan, that was a known thing. A little surprising that they just put a, a drop-dead hard cutoff of the, the day they made that announcement. So that's uh, going to be harsh for some people. But again, those are much smaller loan programs, and it said it might affect up to 800,000 borrowers. And I know that sounds like a lot, and it is a lot, 800,000 people. That's higher than I can count on both my hands. And that's amongst about 45 million borrowers who will be eligible for some sort of forgiveness. So it is about 2%. It is a smaller amount, um, but we always kind of hate to hear that folks are getting excluded from that. Liz Gill, producer, wanted to jump in here for a moment. Yeah, we got a fact sheet uh, from the Biden administration's plan for student debt relief could benefit tens of millions of borrowers in all 50 states, and it's broken out by state. So for Mississippi, the estimated number of borrowers eligible for student debt relief, rounded to the nearest hundred, is 417,200, and then there are 316,400 people who are the estimated number of Pell borrowers eligible for student death. Wow. That's a huge amount of money. And that means um, those folks will have at least the feeling of more money in their pockets, uh, even though a lot of those payments have been deferred for a while. There's going to be some huge relief feeling from a lot of our citizens, and hopefully that will come back to our economy. Uh, so, Nancy, is there a way that uh, people could uh, – folks with loans could get up-to-date information directly from the government? Well, we do have a hiccup in this program, and the hiccup is that there are several states, and right now Mississippi is not one of those states participating in a lawsuit. And they are trying to say, you know, this should not be happening, uh, that Biden didn't have the authority to do this, and this is going to somehow hurt their revenue. Um, there are probably about five or six states involved with this. So there's been a delay. And what we had talked about on a previous program was October 1st, that those forms would be available on the uh, government education website that's now being pushed to October 23rd. So just hold your horses there. But uh, once we get to the end of October, and that's not that far away, we hope to see those forms pop up on the uh, Department of Education website, and we'll be able to proceed. But, of course, everything is looking like it might get tied up in court cases. And that is um, ed.gov, is that correct? Correct. Okay. 
Uh, we did get some emails about student loans. Uh, the Let's see, our last student loan broadcast was in mid-September. But this one says, I heard that if we combine our student loans, we won't be able to qualify for loan forgiveness in the future. But a few years ago, they said we should definitely combine our student loans to get a lower interest rate. All of mine are government loans. What should I do? Yeah, so this is uh, an interesting question, and there, there's a, a few kind of confusing aspects here. So one, keep in mind, there are a lot of federal loan uh, programs. There's there's the first, you could just classify them as direct or indirect, subsidized, unsubsidized. There's Stafford, there's Grad Plus, there's Parent Plus, there's the Perkins loans, there's the consolidation loans. So there is a thing called a federal consolidation loan. And I just talked about that one. That is where you have all these federal loans. They're maybe from all different schools. They're from all different years. They're from all different places, but you are the borrower. They're all yours. You want to consolidate them. So you just have one servicer, one account number, one payment to make. There is a federal consolidation loan for that. It doesn't save you any money. Your interest rate is just a, a weighted average of all those interest rates. And in some cases, that means it doesn't make sense to consolidate your loans. However, one very important part of the federal consolidation loan is that it was required for you to get into some repayment plans. And one of the things I always talk about with federal loans is they have some of the best repayment terms of any money you're ever going to get. For instance, you can defer payments for six months if you have a hardship. You can defer payments another six months if you have another hardship. They are when the federal government announces things like no interest payments or deferment for everybody or forgiveness. It is federal loans that are getting those benefits. So the forgiveness that is inherent in most loan repayments now and in including including uh, the public service loan forgiveness. Those used to require, they may have required you to do a federal consolidation loan. So that's, that's what the federal consolidation loan is that I talk about when, about getting the best terms for repayment. Doesn't change your interest rate, changes your repayment terms. When she's talking about getting a lower interest rate, probably talking about refinancing. And that is when you go to a private borrower, like your bank, and say, hey, I've got $10,000 worth of student loans. It's at 5%. Can you do better? And they say, okay, we can give you $10,000 at 3%. And you say, okay, that's going to save me a couple dollars. I'll do it. At that point, you're moving that. that is just, that's just a loan to your bank. Joe Biden has nothing to do with that. He says, you don't have to make payments on your student loans. Sorry, you still do because that's a bank loan. He says student loans are forgiven. Yours is not because yours is just a bank loan. So if you refinance and move, refinancing is moving it out of the federal system, that is not eligible for this sort of forgiveness. Uh, so that's going to a private lender. It's a totally new loan. Uh, so I would, I've, we would never broadly recommend these and, there was a time, of course, say even a year ago, when interest rates were super low. You could refinance for maybe 3%, and some people had federal loans at 9%, and it made sense for some people in some cases to refinance to save a significant amount in interest. Uh, of course, for the past couple of years, ever since the uh, last election, 
some student loan has kind of been on uh, forgiveness has been on the horizon. And those terms of the federal loans are still very good. Uh, That being said, it's uh, like we said at the top of this segment, it's too late to consolidate to receive this forgiveness. Uh, If you if you consolidate, there are still benefits to consolidation. It's just getting those standard uh, yet generous repayment terms. But it's, as you said, uh, refinancing, in effect, paid off your student loan, and now you have a loan with the bank. Right, just a private loan. So, And that's just the important distinction between a federal consolidation and a private refinance. Uh, another email, and this was, I think, a, a topic that we've uh, discussed. Do you know if taxes will be due on any student loans that are forgiven? And I guess we would answer this both federally and state. Yes. So with this program, with this round of forgiveness is 10,000 20,000 there's no federal tax due and with public service loans there's no tax due no federal tax and as far as i know no states tax that uh but this round of forgiveness some states are opting to tax that and i know it, it sounds horrible it sounds very unfair generally speaking loan forgiveness of any sort is a taxable thing because it looks like someone just gave you money. So it's not that unusual. And even the the forgiveness that was built into a lot of loan repayments that was not public service repayment, that was not the public service forgiveness, those repayments have been federally taxable and state taxable before. So you're saving on the federal taxes, which is typically higher rate than the state tax. Actually, one of the things I did before the show was kind of go, and uh, uh, our producer, Liz, kind of preempted me with some of the, these statistics, but I still have a few here. So of the borrowers in Mississippi, about we owe about $16 billion of student loans, but that's about, like she said, 400-some thousand borrowers. And so the forgiveness that Mississippians are eligible for is in the – uh, it's $4 billion range. And so the state tax impact would be about $200 million. So that's going to be a one-time state tax. And that's that's kind of a maximum number. Uh, I know we are cutting our state tax rates, but I'm sure the politicians will be happy to have an extra $200 million to play with uh, because of this. And and good economically for us because all, all, those, all those folks with a lower debt burden, that just means they're going to be uh, hopefully happier, more productive uh, citizens. But I thought the premise of cutting the income tax rider was that we'd have more <laughs> money in our pockets. It would help the economy. So if that's the argument, then why are they still taxing the debt relief? But look, Nancy, we cut the income tax and we magically have more tax revenue. It was just as we planned. Ah, yes. It's an open topic show today. We have some news stories to discuss, but we want to hear from you. Have you started your holiday shopping yet? You may have already missed some sales. We'll have more next. Monday Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal finance broadcast. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Well, we've already had some holiday sales come and go. Target announced it was kicking off its holiday season push with its biggest ever deal days. But we missed it. That was from October 6th to October 8th. 
Hey, so a great way to save money is uh, to realize that you should have gone shopping a few days ago, and then just and then they just throw <laughs> so up your hands well. and say, "Well, I guess it's too late," and then you don't then you don't spend the money. So that's fantastic, Kevin. I really appreciate that money saving tip. Uh, my brother has added several items to his Amazon wish list, so I've started my holiday shopping. But when I first placed <laughs> the order, I thought, "Well, wait a minute now." It would have been cheaper if I shipped it directly to him, but and, and then with Amazon, can you say don't ship this until December, whatever? So I ended up having it shipped to me, and I'll repackage it and send oh, it back to Liz's, him. Oh, here's Liz's comment on okay. that. For uh, when we send things to my son who lives out of state, it's first name, middle name Santa, last name Gill, and that means uh, don't open it till Christmas. Uh, that's pretty good. Also, I think uh, our family has done where you can write on the box or puts uh, like a comment, either unwrapped or wrapped Christmas gift. So that mm. uh, that helps as well. So um, and then also I was saw something online that said 10 great Christmas gifts for movie lovers, which my brother and sister-in-law Movies. are. So I've ordered D- their DVDs. stuff too. So, yeah. old, old VHS player. Well, actually, this was an interesting thing. It was the 100 top movies or evidence, a little mm. scratch off. So you scratch off. Each one that you've seen, and knowing my brother and sister-in-law, they're probably going to scratch he's, off he's the entire got thing on Christmas Day. But it sounded like a fun little. Got to collect them so. all. <laughs> all right, uh, let's see. Have you started holiday shopping yet? Eighty-four percent of bank rates survey respondents say they're taking steps to reduce the cost of their holiday purchases by taking advantage of coupons and discounts and buying fewer items. Nancy, any shopping advice for listeners? Uh, are they really buying fewer items? Hmm. Um, this is the year, Kevin, to shop early. Um, I've been watching a few things. First, I've been watching the cost of shipping. Uh, container shipping has dropped dramatically from its peak when we were going through that pandemic. Now, um, that means when transportation costs are less, the cost of the goods are going to be less. And so that's going to help with prices. Um, also, been watching uh, warehouses. So we're seeing that retailers are expanding their warehouses. So they got burned with all of that clog in shipping and the supply chain issue and the shipping prices. And so they've doubled up and they have lots of stuff on the shelves, lots of stuff in warehouses. So they're going to be discounting. And the other thing that has happened is we've moved from buying a lot of goods, tangible goods, which is what we did during the pandemic. We could still order from Amazon. And now we are buying services. We're traveling. We're going. We're experiencing things. So all of that means as we go into the Christmas season that retailers may have more stuff on hand and not enough people buying their stuff. So shop early. The other reason you might want to shop early is because of inflation. If prices are going up and you're concerned about that, go ahead and get them at the current price. And um, But there are a lot of good deals out there. A lot of good options, reward cards being offered, uh, loyalty cards helping in all kinds of situations because retailers have been really struggling lately. And so they are going to be trying to entice people to get that stuff off the shelf. Uh, my friend and I were at one of the big box stores recently, and the uh, the aisles were filled with pallets full of boxes that I guess the yeah. workers were eventually going to put on the shelves. Uh, my friend was looking for something specific, so he actually dug into the boxes to try to find it. So, which apparently at this big box store is not not taboo. 
that well, that is the, that is how some uh, some of the newer grocery stores, I believe it's uh, Aldi or yeah, Little, operates like yeah. that. They just they just park the stuff there, and you, <laughs> you find what you want, man. It's up to you. Well, the other thing with seeing those boxes in the aisles is that a lot of retailers are struggling to find workers, and so if they don't have retail workers who can unload and stock those shelves, that's another reason they need to move it fast. This is an open topic day on Money Talks, so if you have a question or a comment or something you'd like to hear discussed, you can email the show by sending it to money at mpbonline.org. So, Ryder, what if people are wanting to support small businesses? Any advice for those sorts of shoppers? Yes. So shopping local, supporting your neighborhood stores and folks who live, work, and produce in your community, I always think is a great idea. So in our area, in the Mississippi area, there are a lot of great options. So there's a lot. Often you'll see holiday markets and flea markets and just kind of special markets like that. A couple that go on uh, fairly well known. The Canton Flea Market is the second Thursday in October. So uh, the 13th, that is coming up in two days. Uh, Starkville has its 50th anniversary holiday bazaar. That's going on. That's going to be November 30th through December 1st. Laurel has lots of shopping experiences. Jackson has a couple of shopping experiences. Uh, there's the Mistletoe Marketplace in early November. That's the 2nd through the 5th. And also one that I really like, a group of artists and craftspeople uh, have called Priced to Move. That is going to be at the f- new Fertile Grounds Brewery December 9th to 10th. Local artists, local crafts folks. Uh, that's always a really cool place to pick up. Just really unique things that you're not going to get elsewhere. That's in Jackson? That's in Jackson, yes, sir. All right. Uh, Fair, Hope, Alabama, uh, Fair Hope, Alabama is uh, is a, a, a haven for artists. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably found a lot of stuff, and I guess I don't know for sure, but I would imagine Ocean Springs probably has a lot oh, of... Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It, it, these things are, are throughout. We just have a couple of examples there, but there are going to be those sort of things happening in your area. Always check with your local... Well, one, the MPB event calendar often has a lot of these things. A lot of people plug those sort of things onto the MPB event calendar, Always find some interesting things there. Uh, But local tourist bureaus, uh, local uh, business uh, associations will often have information there. Because especially sometimes if you're in a smaller town, it might just be a a one-day thing and and you want to make sure you hit that. And again, it's just a way to support folks in your community and get truly unique items that you're just not going to get elsewhere. And also another program reminder, Next Stop Mississippi, Fridays at 10 a.m. on MPB Think Radio, mm-hmm. often has a lot of those events that uh, as well. So, That's true. <clears throat> by the way, if you're paid twice a month, there are seven paydays until the end of December. So that's uh, – Budget. Uh, any other just sort of general shopping tips that you can think of, Nancy, to keep in mind as we go into this heavy spending season? Well, I, again, back to budget and uh, make a list. Check it twice. And, <laughs> That's uh, true. Yeah, and um, and also look at how you can hopefully pay for everything with cash out of those payrolls, uh, so that you're not left with a bunch mm-hmm. of credit card debt. Because we are seeing credit card balances going up. People are still spending like crazy, and I have some concerns there about some credit card hangover in mm. the next year. So use those paydays to spread them out, even though I said 
shopping early can can do the trick. Um, also, you can use layaway at several stores. Walmart still has layaway. And so make use of that as you try to get it all paid for by the time Santa shows up. Uh, going to date myself here, but, you know, those of us in my age range certainly remember the Sears catalog being the big thing that's, that was sent oh, out uh, the holiday time. Bad. But I got something in the mail the other day. Amazon has uh, something. It's certainly not as big as the Sears catalog was, but it's, you know, a catalog. And it's also got a lot of fun things for the kids to do, word search games and, and that sort of thing. So I thought that was interesting that uh, Amazon. That's you know, how they teach your children young to start <laughs> spending that money. But I guess appealing, too, to the, the parents, although in this case it might be closer to grandparents. But like, oh, yeah, I remember fondly when we would look through the Sears catalog. Can you buy well, my, can you buy a house and have it have it shipped like you could with the Sears? You can't. You can't. Well, my granddaughter was. Uh, can we go to Target? Can we go to Target? Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, it looks like we have a caller on the line, so we say good morning to Dave from Mobile. Dave, you're on the air with us. Go ahead. Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. I uh, the last couple of days have been looking at some of the sites that you know, have uh, things like the Amazon Prime Day uh, sales. And observation and comments, please. It looks like in so many cases they run specials on things they want you to buy versus things that you might actually need. For uh, yeah, example, yes. you know, I, uh, earbuds, uh, you know, everyone is pushing earbuds. Uh, headphones, mm-hmm. uh, things of that nature. So, uh, do we have to be air, you know, very, very careful not to get caught up in impulse purchases that people don't really want or need? Absolutely. And Kevin and I are nodding our heads and Nancy is just kind of grinning because she loves it when people spend on Amazon. I would just say kind of a caveat to any of these things. You're exactly right. Amazon is a website that is designed to to get you to spend money. So don't make that your first stop when you're thinking about shopping. Uh, like you point out, shop for things that you need. Uh, when you said uh, earbuds, I just immediately thought of the earphones I have kind of strewn about the house. I have some in a drawer at the office. There's, I think there's some in my car. I don't know why there's some in my car. I don't listen to anything on my earphones in my car. But there's these things I already have. I, I don't need a set of earphones. Um, so, yes, focus on what you need. Make that plan before you start looking to see what's out there. And, and, and don't just replace something that's still very good condition. Uh, there are things other than just buying and spending money and planning ahead. Yes, that is, that is a good idea. And, Dave, well, I, I'm, go ahead and ahead, Nancy. I'm famous for looking at the Instagram ads, you know, and Amazon puts up a product and you go, what? is that product and you're so curious <laughs> you have to like, don't, it's a must have. don't so click you, so you click on it to go and figure out what it is um i think my husband did all of his holiday shopping last year on instagram ads didn't <laughs> like it um but even in the store in a in a store they know how to place products in caps right next mm-hmm. to the cash register so you just pick up 
odd things that you don't really need. Mm-hmm. So um, at least with online things, even if I do click on it right or to figure out what it is, I can say, let me think about that. And I'll that. <laughs> Be careful. So remember, the biggest discount is simply not buying the item. But you're right, Nancy. That's the exact same thing. I think that it shows up on Facebook as well. And you're right. You look at something it's like, what is that exactly? But And then the other thing is when you sometimes click to Amazon, you've got to wade through to find what that exact product was because of how you're being exposed to other products. And Dave, great point. The other thing about Amazon, the lightning sale is, is really gets you all ginned up. It's like, oh, this is only on sale for another 10 minutes. I've got to buy whatever it is I don't really need. So... Dave, great call. Thanks for that call. This is Money Talks. So it is an open topic show today. What would you like to discuss? We were talking about it, but Amazon is getting into holiday shopping in October. We'll tell you about that next. Here's a program reminder. Tuesdays at 10, listen live to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. It immediately follows our show. So Amazon is holding an early access sale for Prime members uh, today, October 11th, and tomorrow the 12th. This marks the first time the e-commerce giant has ever held two Prime Day-like sales events in one year. So, But uh, again, you know, uh, uh, don't get too excited and, and do some level-headed shopping if you're, if you're going to shop on Amazon. Yeah, just remember those sales are not designed to save you money. They are designed to get you to spend the money. Uh, and we did have an email kind of looking at the flip side of that. If you are actually an eBay or Amazon seller, as a lot of people are because they make it fairly easy, then you do still owe taxes on that money. Uh, the 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 email was just pointing out that it's it's not just free money out there. You do report that on your uh, tax return. Most likely that's going to be self-employment income, self-employment taxes. So keep track of what your revenue is, but also what your expenses are because those expenses can help offset that. Uh, so that's going to be important so nobody is too surprised come tax time. Back to the phone lines we go, off to the hub city of Hattiesburg. Suzanne is on the line. Good morning. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Good, good morning. What do you have for us? Well, I'm wondering about what uh, the experts think about the mortgage interest rates and the housing market and you know any ideas about what they think is going to happen in the coming months or year. Well, what we've seen is existing home sales have dropped for the last four quarters, and that's not a surprise. We had been at meteoric levels. People were scrambling to buy houses. Um, as those interest rates have gone up, then that has caused a lot of slowdown in that housing market. If the rates continue to go up, and we are expecting maybe some additional rate increases from the Federal Reserve, we would expect some additional dings to the existing housing market and to new home sales because, of course, it all depends on can you get a loan and is it an amount that you can live with on a monthly basis. As those rates go up, your monthly payment goes up and the amount of Mm -hmm. the house that you can afford goes down. So certainly that will be the case. Now, we have to remind ourselves that uh, I remember when interest rates were, I think my first loan was between 12 and 13%. I heard of mortgages that were around 18%. So relatively speaking, this rate that we're looking at now, bumping over 7%, is still a pretty decent rate. It just hurts a lot when we think about there are folks that we know who have mortgages that are in the 2 to 3% range. And so 
that's what we're watching. That's going to affect the housing market for quite a while. Um, could it actually go in the other direction? Uh, that will only happen if we slip into recession and the Federal Reserve starts to lower those rates. So you just have to build that in. Yeah, so when you say for quite a while, what's your guess? What do you think? Oh, I think for a couple of years at least. So for a couple of years, it's going to be 6 and 7%? Right, right. But but wow. again, that's still a decent buy when you right, look at it historically. And um, and certainly a home is a good investment as long as you don't overpay and you don't become house poor. Um, and it's all about the neighborhood that you locate in and stick there for a while and you will see some reasonable gains. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Suzanne, for your call. Next, we'll go to Clinton. The president of Mississippi College, Dr. Blake Thompson, is on the line. Good morning, Dr. Thompson. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Um, good morning. I was listening this morning, and I heard um, you talk about student loan forgiveness and some of those topics, and I had a little good news that I wanted to share with your listeners. Go ahead. Um, Mississippi College, late yesterday, we were able to announce the Leland Speed Scholarship. Um, Mr. Speed, a well-known Jackson businessman, Um, Leland Speed, um, has made it possible for any Mississippi student that wants to come to Mississippi College to do so with a full tuition scholarship. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. That's significant. Well, we we take very seriously um, the idea of um, student debt, and we want as many Mississippians as possible to benefit from this. Mr. Speed, as uh, as you guys would know, was a just a visionary, a legendary businessman, philanthropist. Mm-hmm. He loved this state, and uh, we're just uh, excited that we can honor him. And um, so he's going to make it. Yes. Um, are there qualifications for that? Test scores or anything else that goes with that? Um, thankfully, if if you're admitted to Mississippi College and you're a Mississippi resident, um, you're eligible for the scholarship. Great. Well, I'm a former uh, MC professor, and I know what a good job you guys do over there, so this is excellent news. Well, I, we, I, I wanted to share. It's good news for uh, for the whole state of Mississippi. We're excited about it. All right, uh, Dr. Thompson, thanks for giving us a call this morning. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Just a couple minutes left in the show. Um, now, Prime, if, I, if I'm saying this correctly, you pay. It's a monthly, uh, not a monthly, a yearly fee, uh, and you have uh, access, I think, to free shipping uh, some things on their streaming service. Um, I would like to get both of your opinions on whether you think Prime is worth it. Uh, Ryder, we'll give you first shot. Oh, come on, Kevin. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think? You're, you're such an Amazon <laughs> lover. I thought I would give you first chance. <laughs> I, I just said you should go buy local artists okay. uh, things. I don't think I, I don't think those sales are going to benefit from Prime, Kevin. Those are the ones I'm really focused on. Okay. Nancy, what are your thoughts on Prime membership? I know that it's worth it. I can go back and look at my order history because it's really about what I'm saving on shipping. And when I look at that, I go, oh, yeah. You get free shipping on everything anyway. I don't understand. I even – oh, let me tell you. You don't understand because you don't understand about the convenience of it. No. Let me tell you what I did the other day on Walmart.com. I went to – did it on Walmart.com because I was ordering some cleaning products, and one of them is just very hard to find in in stores in Jackson. And in case you're wondering, it's a pre-wash for my laundry. Um, So I order it from Walmart. 
Walmart.com. Uh, it's yes, and it was free shipping, and it arrived four hours after I ordered it. All right. Uh, also, Prime, you get to watch Thursday Night Football now, so that's a big reason as well. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio. That's the only way you can watch Thursday Night Football. Uh, we're funded in part by generous financial support from listeners. Thanks again to those who contributed last week during our drive time. If you need to hear today's show or a previous show, you can visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org. Our show is produced by Liz Gill. Our call screener today was Charles Arnold. So for Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janderson and Ryder Taft, I'm Kevin Farrell inviting you to join us every Tuesday at 9 for Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. It's made possible in part by contributions from podcast listeners. Please consider making a contribution by going to the Donate Now tab at mpbonline.org. Thanks for your financial support.